Hello, and welcome to episode 187 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week we're going to do a mailbag and maybe some other stuff if there's time, but definitely mailbag. Definitely the mailbag. You guys have been sending in your questions and uh, they started kind of petering out. So we figured that was about done and we didn't finally get around to answering your questions. And and there's spoilers coming. There are spoilers coming. Wanted to make sure we got these in before spoilers. Actually, spoilers start like this week, right? I when think you guys they, are listening to yeah, this, we, they should be like today. Yeah, when, when, yeah, when the set, when the... When the pod releases, there should be spoilers happening. Yeah. Or previews. And whatever you want to yeah. call them, sure. So all of these questions pretty much came from our social media. So mm-hmm. if you want to reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter or Discord or wherever, all those links are in the description so you can go uh, track us down there. Yeah. Look us up. Reach out. Let us know you're there. Yes. Um. If you guys are looking to support the show, you can do it one of two ways. First is with our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link over to TCG player and everything you purchase will get a percentage of that'll help pay our bills, pay for hosting fees and whatever whatever else we got going on. Uh, We would appreciate it. It doesn't cost you guys anything and really helps us out. Um, If you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is where you go. You can chip a couple bucks in and you get access to our pre-show every week. So you get a whole nother episode just for you. Um, I think calling it an episode is a, a little bit of a misnomer because it's not planned at all and just kind of us catching up for the week. Um, but it's there and it's content and our patrons get to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, and, also, oh, go ahead. Say, and this week was all about how you can get nickels. Yes, lots and lots and lots of nickels. Like, between the two of us, maybe 6,000 nickels? Yes. Something like that? Yeah, lots of nickels. Pretty Um, good. Yeah, so patrons got to hear all about that. Uh, Patrons also get access to our show notes, and you get put on my mailing list, which hopefully will go out soon. I uh, spent my weekend looking at nickels, so I didn't get around to mailing stuff out, but it'll be going out soon. Um, So, yeah, chip chip a... Ooh, I can talk chip a couple bucks into patreon and uh help us out and like i said get in our mailing list and get to listen to our pre-show uh we also have our tournament coming up soon saturday august 27th at 8 p.m east coast time gonna be peasant brawl so commons and uncommons uh, singleton brawl on arena um tournament should be up on mtg melee so you can go check check out the link there and register yeah um uh, that's like next weekend. It is next weekend. Yes. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Snuck up on me. Flies. I need. I need. I need to tweak my deck. <laughs> I built it a couple months ago, and I haven't thought about it since. So I need to go uh, revisit it. Revisit it. Make make sure it still uh, seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna get into ye old mailbag now. Ye old mailbag. The, All right. Uh, first letter from the mailbag. Okay. Is uh, what does your ideal birthday involve? Oh, I feel man. like this anger changes or this answer changes over time, right? Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I'm kind of like a cake, ice cream, leave me alone. Well, ideally exactly. ice cream, ideally ice cream cake. But yeah. that, is, that is my go-to is the ice cream cake. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like you know, be chill. Yes. Relax is Relax. what my ideal yes. birthday involves. Um, 
I would say five out of seven years, my birthday falls on a work day. So yes, I, I work. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like go to work, try to try to have as chill a day as possible. Yeah. I have the advantage of sometimes I can just say I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that advantage. I can just be um, like, and I'm done. It's funny. I remember uh, it was right before we started this show, right? Was your 40th birthday? We've been do- we've been doing the show for a while. Have we already been doing the show? Because we started in 2019, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. the dumpster fire open was like deep because we went deep in the pot. We started on uh, guilds. Guilds yeah, okay. going into Ravnica Allegiance. Like our first like set review was Ravnica Allegiance. Yeah, that's right. And so the next year was my birthday, then the world ended. I yeah. hope they weren't connected in Linked. any way, <laughs> but they could have been. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I remember, you know, going to your birthday party and mm-hmm. uh, I had a conversation with my wife. Um, I think it was when we were on vacation, just like a couple months or last month or whatever. And uh, she's, I'm creeping up on 40 and she's creeping up on 40. She's a year behind me. But uh, she's way more bent out, obviously, way more bent out of shape about it than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've, I don't know, I'm, I feel like I've been forty for a couple of years now, and that was the joke I made. Is, you know, I've, I've been telling people I'm forty for a couple of years. I'll probably tell people I'm forty for a couple more years. Like it doesn't yeah, matter. It's fine. <laughs> your your so. back is seventy, so uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> like the things attached to the back might be close to 40, but the back, yeah, 70 for sure. 70. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah, I think I'm in the same boat, though. Yeah, just, just chill. and relax. Yeah, yeah, like definitely not Maybe like... a nice dinner, but... Yeah, definitely not like back in the old days where it was like you'd go out and do like, what are your yeah. plans? I don't know, maybe get a steak? Like, <laughs> hopefully there's an yeah. ice cream cake? Yeah. Like, you know... For me, like maybe Gavin goes to bed at seven thirty. <laughs> That's your birthday present is Gavin goes to bed. Yeah, at seven thirty. He just goes like, you yeah. know what? It's time. Yeah. Though I will say he Happy will sometimes be like like yesterday is like, buddy, are you tired? And he just like got off the couch and like walked into his bedroom. Oh nice. It's like, okay, apparently you're tired. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Okay. Uh, got it. Bonus. All right. Um so what is a deck you had high hopes for but did not perform? Mm. There's a, I think I have a couple answers for this question. Um, I think my first was I was all excited when Pioneer was announced because I was like, God Pharaoh's gift. Yeah. It's coming back, baby. It did not yep. come back. It did not come back. It did not come back. Sad times. Though I am selling uh, foil combat celebrants for a killing right now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, did not make. What was the so? What was the first deck that you got super excited for? Bought cards and then like it was awful. Oh jeez, I don't, I don't remember. That's yeah, none come to mind. None, none really jumped to mind. Like, so when I first started buying cards, I bought like Burn and Merfolk. Mm-hmm. For like modern, because you could turn them into legacy decks without right. much work. The, those were the first decks I bought cards for, like really. 
you never like bought cards for a brew that just didn't work out though like you, um, were super, you were excited to the point where you actually built the deck and bought the cards and then it was just bad uh i'm sure that has happened but there's not like one that like jumps out where i was like yeah i think i cracked it and just went like oh four oh eight yeah and just was like oh this this was not it i, I mean, remember like way back when um i think we were in the old store the um the like first the old weird store. store no not the not the one across from the high school the, the, the warehouse the warehouse yeah um and sam black posted a brew that i thought was the absolute coolest thing i'd ever seen mm-hmm. so i ordered all of the cards for it and the deck was absolutely terrible i didn't order the cards it was one of the few times i actually traded for cards um and the deck was absolutely awful it was like Traverse the Uvenwald, Snapcaster Mage, Tarmogoyf. Like you were, it was like Teamer and you were trying to like play a Tarmogoyf beatdown plan that you could tutor up and then use the Snapcasters to rebuy your Traverses to get more mm-hmm. Tarmogoyfs. It was, it was not good. <laughs> um, I guess I came up with another one. Uh, I try to block it out. So uh, I had been playing like this white like token deck in the very end of M15 standard Mm -hmm. Uh, triplicate spirits raise the alarm obelisk of Erd Mm -hmm. right and like you could kill people on turn five Mm -hmm. and so I was like oh I like this like tokens thing where I can like have one card that makes multiple creatures so Mm -hmm. I built black white tokens Uh. and then took it to the uh, for what did we call the 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 weird Charlotte Open that blew up halfway through? Um, I don't know what did we call that one. We had a name or, for it. It was like the GP that like blew up, right? Like yeah, yeah. Like in like it was round, my first day too. Yeah, like it was like in round five, like half the people dropped because like it was three hours over time. Yeah. Um, and they were just giving away product. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I took black white tokens to that and mm-hmm. it was the um event where red green Eldrazi yeah was the thing and so everyone was playing Kozilek's return. Mm, red green Eldrazi? Yeah. I thought that was the uh Nahiri Emrakul tournament, the Jeskai Nahiri. Mm, maybe. Yeah, so I think like, it was just kind of here. But there was there was also a lot of red green Aldrazi because I remember losing it twice. Oh, okay. But like it, it was a it was like battle for Zendikar, uh, shadowy area where yeah. it was like um, you had. I was playing Zonda had Kalita, so it was Oath had come out. Yeah. So like, uh, but I remember that was like I played against Cameron before we went mm. up, and I just got annihilated over and over and over again yeah. and i was like well i'm in too deep to uh, change my deck like three days before <laughs> and uh i just spent the entire tournament getting wrecked i Don't think this hurt. was the one where i played against like a kid who was playing like mono green elves a deck that uh black white tokens can never ever ever beat Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I like shock thought seized him, 
in a game, and then later on I lost to because he had an uh, a Chroma's monument. Like oh, oh, that's not a card elf's place. No, no, still got smushed. And at the end, yeah. he was like, "You should have valued your life total more." Fetch, uh, shock, thought seizing me. That's just not a good way to play Magic. And I was like, "Come on, a Chroma's monument, elves guy!" Like I was like, "Okay, I will keep yeah, that cr- in mind." I, 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 I meant like negative forty. Those four life points don't matter. Yeah, it's like you, you dealt. For, yeah, you dealt forty to me. It doesn't matter what I was at. Yeah, but it was just like, it was just so bad. I was at like the like you know, X X six table or whatever, just like playing for some scrap of uh, decency and respect and just like some 12 year old. Well, uh, you know, you don't value your wife total enough. So black white tokens <laughs> is a deck that I had high hopes for. And you might think that deck was never good. That deck top aided um, an open or a GP we were at in the hands of uh, uh, Cho, Josh Cho, mm-hmm. like Jerry T's friend. Yep. Like, it was like an open at like um, it was another Charlotte open back when like there were big tournaments in Charlotte like yeah. four times a year. Yeah, uh, but um, black white tokens. I mean that deck was popular enough that they made a modern event deck out of it. The only I, modern event deck. Yeah, I played it after like well after the modern event deck though. Yeah. So, but yeah, like it it had Soren. Like mm-hmm. just the black white sword and just all the all <laughs> deck was trash. Yeah, very not good. All right, so. the uh, next one I'm pretty sure isn't for you. You're not a coffee drinker. No, nope, uh, favorite I do. coffee brewing methods. Um, I use a percolator. Ooh, super old school. My uh, my grandma always <sighs> mm-hmm. had a percolator, and she would make coffee like. At all hours of the day, randomly, whenever we went to go visit. So, I don't know. I always enjoyed Grandma's coffee, so. Got a percolator. So, we got a percolator. That's what we use. It's not super scientific or, like, even the best way to brew coffee, but it's nostalgic, and that's what matters. You're not, like, pour slowly pouring the water over in a circle? (laughs) No, definitely not. Uh, Yeah. Like you said, I I don't drink coffee. Yeah. What's your favorite way to uh, enjoy a crisp Dr. Pepper? Uh, hmm. Are you right from the can guy or over uh, ice? Or? Right from right from the can. Like if you right can, the can, that pure uncut, like yeah, yeah. You don't water it down. You want those, <laughs> those 23 uh, flavors. Like maybe, maybe it would be like with like some KFC since there's 12 herbs and spices there and the 23 <laughs> flavors of Dr. Pepper. Just there you go. the 35 flavor explosion. Yeah. All of the flavors. All of the flavors. Because there's only 35 flavors. uh, That's right. (laughs) Do you prefer can or bottle or uh, soda fountain? Um, I think I might be bottle. Like 20 ounce bottle might be uh, be the peak peak enjoyment. All right. There you go. There you go. The question that wasn't asked. We got answered. We got answered anyway. (laughs) All right. What is the first mythic you remember opening? Oh, I still have the first mythic that I opened. What? 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 What was it? Uh, Elspeth. Okay. Yeah. So I know I probably opened some mythics before, but the one that sticks out is it was an 
M15 draft mm-hmm. and we were out of English packs. Yeah. So our entire pod had to draft with like Russian or whatever. I think they were Japanese oh, okay. packs. And I opened not one, but two of the like seven mana Garuk. Oh, holy moly. <laughs> uh, I know I opened some before then, but I remember that specifically that I got two in one draft. Yeah. Uh, and did not build a deck that could properly utilize my two non-English Garuks. Well, that's a mistake. Yeah. should have easily won that draft. should have easily won. <laughs> um, maybe it's because I didn't know what the card did. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah, go with maybe. that. I also remember opening i still have this one uh in uh in in ugin in fate um what is it and fate's uh pre-release sealed mm-hmm. and just building a deck that was like i just have to get to ugin and then nothing else matters for this entire game i yep. just have to get to the ugin just get to the ugin uh, i know i you know i know i open stuff in like yeah. uh cons but i don't like Nothing like really super sticks out, yep. but those well, but the double a, Garuk. Yeah, that's pretty good. I opened an Elspeth Sun's Champion in like the first booster packs I ever like. I bought a handful of or fistful of booster packs when when I was first getting back into the game, and there was an Elspeth Sun's Champion in there that is now signed and still in my collection. Wow, I have um, oh gosh, what was another? I didn't know how Planeswalkers work, so that was. <laughs> kind of confusing like when Welcome i came back when I, to the game here's a new card i i remember i would not play equipment because i didn't understand how they worked i had uh-huh. to like and i didn't want to ask so i just had to like wait and watch and figure out how they worked before <laughs> i started playing equipment yep uh but yeah those were i i miss those days of like we just need to get a draft with whatever like random packs we have laying around yeah like the, those were those were the days Speaking of cards that we had, I was going to say, going through, I don't know if you have this, but going through my boxes, I have a small, it might have been the the box they gave us at the event, but I have a small box in the back of my Hour of Devastation Amonkhet stuff Mm. that has um, my sealed pool from when I day two. Oh, really? And all of the, um, yeah, it should have all of them still. All of the um, stamped cards I drafted in my day two draft. Oh, that's super in, cool. In both I my wish drafts. I had done that. Uh, like the fact that I had two approach of the second sons. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. But yeah, I have I have the entire, like both the day one pool and both stamped drafts, and you can tell. That's awesome. Uh. So yeah, that just sits there. So I don't know if you did that for your Modern Horizons. No, I, I totally should have though. I kind of wish I had. Yeah, I mean, so, I had. I, I never sold any of that stuff. Yeah, I could dig through my Modern Horizons like, boxes and like find it. Like you could yeah, find the stamp stuff. Because um, like, well, think, I'm sure on my phone somewhere I have a picture of my probably my uh, sealed pool. Um, because like Martin Martin Musa has too. Martin Musa has a collection of every Pro Tour deck he's ever drafted. Oh really? That's cool. He, he has every every deck he's ever drafted is in a box. 
So he just has them all organized and he can pull out like this was my like, you know, Pro Tour Kyoto like yeah. draft deck. That's super cool. So, yeah, so I just have have that as and just like, yeah, this is what I this hmm. is what got me to day two. Yeah, I wish I had done that. Vizier deferment. That together. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to try and put that together at some point. Yeah. All right. Um what is your favorite bad tribe yeah I, I think they mean tribes that like aren't fish or elves or yeah. humans like fish but elves the, humans like slivers i think is like a yeah, slivers is probably a is like off too the good. table answer yeah um that's hard it is like i've never like been uh what's tribal guy yeah like drawn to to that aspect of the game. Though, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad tribe, but I am putting together Pioneer Elementals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends how you're defining bad tribes. Like, Elementals didn't have support until recently. That wasn't yeah, like, Elementals wasn't, like, until they, like, printed five busted Elementals in Modern Horizons and then right. Omnath. Right. Like, Elementals wasn't a thing, so it's only been, like, a thing for, like, a year. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Like whatever Gre- play... whatever Grease Fang is, he's 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 uh, a <laughs> rat, 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 rat samurai, rat pilot, something. Rat pilot, yeah, yeah. The pilot um, tribe. I don't know. Like, I would say zombies, but that's probably like, like not a bad tribe. Yeah, I mean, I like zombies. I like vampires, but that's also not like a bad tribe. Yeah, they're they're. I, people... I like elves. They're definitely not a bad tribe. Like, I kick around, like, should I buy the pieces for, like, Green White Angels? Then I just think I would hate myself. Uh, yeah. And, I like... Think you would hate yourself. And what's what's he called? Uh, the, like, corset, like, 18 or 19, like, the one white, white, 3-3 three, three flying angel or splendid angel? Yeah, yeah. Those are, like, $40 a piece. Are they really? Yeah, they're, like... Man, I gotta work my way up to core core nineteen. <laughs> like it's a they're ridiculously expensive. I was just like, no, I've got a play set of them. I was like, Whew. like that is that is a lot of dollar reduce for that card. I was just like, I was like, yeah. oh, like maybe like I could get Giada. I have everything else. Like whatever, I'll grab those. And I was just like, dear God, these are so expensive. Like why? And uh, it's probably like, well, you see, yeah. Uh, it goes in like one deck. Yeah, yep. so core nineteen, uh a near mint so this this is card kingdom price is forty three dollars. Wow. Would you like the right. uh, would you like the promo? Uh, the pre release promo? That's sixty five dollars. Oh I think I have one of those actually. And the uh, promo pack is forty eight dollars. Wow. Yeah. So uh I think I, will... I have my answer. I just came up with my answer. Okay, hit me. Cobalts. Cobalts? Yeah, they're my favorite tribe that's not, like, a tribe. I, I mean, don't think you can play a Cobalt deck. Hey, Cheerios would beg to differ. <laughs> right, but that's not a tribal deck. He plays a lot of Cobalts for not a tribal deck. <laughs> but before they made all the, like, XX00s, you had Cobalt to play Cobalts because it's all you yeah. had. Cobalts and, like, is it Sphere Shield? Yeah. Uh... And Phyrexian Walker, the zero mana yep. O three. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. We we just took like a, we took you on a trip to like visions <laughs> and like alliances. I think. Hey, I think it was visions and alliances for for like just the most random things ever. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Kobolds are cool because of Roger. Roger, Roger. Yeah. Roger, Roger. He he is he is pretty nifty. Um. Yeah, yeah I'll go with elementals. I know they're good elementals. now, but they weren't good for a long time. Yep. Like I, the more I play Risen Reef, the more I'm like, how did this card get printed? Yep. It's just a coiling oracle every time you play a creature. <laughs> Pretty dece. And God help you if you go like, uh, uh, Risen Reef into the three mana Chandra, mm, and zero yeah. it. You're just like, haha. All of the cards. All of the cards. This is great. All right. All right. This next one's kind of a little lengthy. Yes. Um, I. And there's a backstory here. Okay. So the person who submitted this question used to be a tournament organizer at their LGS until they sold out of the game to move across the country. So we're very close with the community, ran tournaments, and then got out of the game and sold out completely. Um, Life has moved on, and they're in a place where they would like to get back into the game. Uh Um, So they said they have two questions. Uh, number one is they have lots of regret for selling and seeing the current prices. Uh, are there any tips for dealing with that? So, uh, I wasn't a TO, but in mm-hmm. 2008, brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, I had to move from Pittsburgh to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I had a box full of magic cards that I had not used in six years. Mm-hmm. I had a complete playset of all the dual ends. Mm-hmm. I had uh, four cradles. I think I had four cradles, four Sarah Sanctums, four Claren Academies, among other things. Right. Sold it for $500. Put on eBay, buy it now, and it sold for $500 immediately. At least you got $500 for yours. Because when I got out of the game the first time, or when I got out of the game from when I was a kid, um, I kept all my cards mm-hmm. and then when I got back into the game, I went through all my cards and all of my duels were missing. Oh no. I had play sets of all of them. Um, I didn't, I wasn't playing through Urza's block, so I didn't have any of that stuff. Um, all my force of wills were missing. Um, I had uh, an Emerald at one point. I don't remember if I had traded that away or if that went missing with all the duels, but yeah, there was tens of thousands of dollars of cards that are just gone. Oh man. Yeah. So, so at least you got 500 bucks for yours. So every so often I think back on it and go like, oh, that sucks. Mainly because yeah. it's like I could have different cards other than the like duels that I had to that I've cobbled together over the years. Yeah. Uh, see pre-show and the selling of thousands of nickels um (laughs) but i kind of think of it as like at the time i needed the money to move Mm -hmm. and uh like at that point like that was more important than whatever the future value was and like we want to get like you know super sappy like that's where i met my wife was in atlanta so it's probably go. good that I move there. Totally worth it. So, like, you know, I kind of think of it as, like, it, like you use those cards to finance another part of your life, mm-hmm. right? And 
hopefully that that part of your life worked out. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, you know, if you look at it as like, yes, I traded future like monetary value for like, you know, a spouse or like the career you got when you moved or whatever, like it probably mm-hmm. worked out in like your favor. Yeah. Right. Um, I have a little bit different answer. Um, that's maybe a little bit more philosophical or spiritual okay. or whatever. Um, I'm typically not a person with a ton of regrets. Um, no regrets. Like, well, I mean, not, not in the Chad way, just okay. like, you know, things like things happen for a reason. And, you know, even though I didn't sell out, I still lost like a whole bunch, but like, there's not really any reason to focus on that there. It doesn't do you any good to focus on it. Cause it's, it's done. You can't control it anymore. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, I don't know, either don't think about it or just move on. You know what I mean? I think anyone who has ever like sold anything, mm-hmm. uh, has this like feeling of um of like man I could have got more value yeah if if I held on to it right the what is the big thing is is it's like pizza day in in bitcoin land oh yeah where like when bitcoins were like 35 cents or whatever someone like traded like 40 or 50 or some whatever number of bitcoin to get a pizza For a pizza uh, and so like that, there's like a big day around that. Like it happens, but mm-hmm. like usually when I sell cards, I never go back and look to see what the price is. I'm just yeah, like, I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter anymore. Right. Yeah. Like I got, I got out for what I got out. You know, I sold my like, uh, Lotus petals, uh, over the winter, the, mm-hmm. and I needed gutters on the house, and I was like, I don't want to spend thirty five hundred dollars. I will so you just got gutters on your house. I got gutters on my my the land around my home is dry, <laughs> and like doesn't matter what lotus petals sell for now. The land around my home is dry, right. so like it's 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 done. It matters more than you having lotus petals. Exactly. So yeah. I wouldn't like I said I wouldn't dwell on it, and you probably traded that like whatever future value. For something that was more important yeah, to you, mean, fifteen years worth of experiences that you wouldn't have had if you didn't move. Exactly. Yep. And uh, the second part of the question is: having dealt with that now, uh, how do you rebuild a collection? Um, they mentioned that they part of their fee for being a TO for this LGS was they got to draft every week for free. I mean, it. Honestly, I think we've talked about it before. It does come down to like kind of what what you want to do. If you're fine with just like slowly building your collection drafting, like mm-hmm. that's how I have most of my collection. Because yeah. like from cons till I would say the Ravnica block, mm-hmm. um, I think all I did was draft multiple times a week. Like, mm-hmm. I played very little Constructed. I think I started playing more Constructed around Ravnica. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the bulk of my collection was built on drafting. Like, if I were to go to the local store now, I think I would, like, prefer to do a draft. Mm-hmm. So if you like drafting, it it is a long, slow process of, like, oh, yeah. you know, 
selling selling your low value cards, trading your like standard things for non standard things, mm-hmm. and like just working through that way to get to work your way back up. But like it depends on your timeline, right? If you're like, yeah. I would like to have, I want to have a commander deck that has like duels in it. Like I'm going to play Maldrotha and I want the Saltai duels. All right, like you can slowly draft your way to that, but if you need your timeline to be like four or five years. Yeah. Right? Like I have a bunch of duels partly because I uh, like uh, just bought them. Mm-hmm. But I bought yeah, There was them. a long time where I'd buy, you know, every time we went to a big event, I'd buy a duel or two. Yeah, you you guys once, Anthony talks about like the day I like, disappeared at like we went to a gp and i immediately went to the star city scratch and dent and bought like two badlands for 50 bucks a piece yeah and he's like you just disappeared i'm like yeah i had to like because you could get to the (laughs) if you got there when the event hall opened yeah the you could go through the scratch and dent cards and you could find cards that weren't as scratched and dented right and so you could get really good deals out of the scratch and dent box yeah i but think like, one one of my underground seas is almost minty and that was from the scratch and dent mm-hmm. and so like you have now granted that was gosh i guess six seven years ago at this point yeah and so yes like you're not gonna like stroll in and find a 50 dollars badlands anywhere now right, right? but you know, you could probably find a hundred and fifty dollar Badlands instead of a four hundred dollar Badlands if you're willing to like shop the heavily played, yeah, damaged thing. Uh, you just have to like those cards you want to like look at yourself. But it depends on your timeline, right? Like if you want to like in a year have this giant collection, like that mm-hmm. that involves you swiping your credit card repeatedly and without yeah. like uh, and without conscience. Yeah, for sure. But if um, you're like, I my if your horizon's a lot longer, you can't just draft your way back up and trade and things like that. Yeah, I kind of have two different answers for this. Um, the first is kind of a cop out because, like, how we built our collections and how this person built their collection way back when, um, I don't think applies anymore because of booster fun, um, like and secret layers like cards just get into the hands of people differently now mm-hmm. um so i don't know that any advice that i have to give you is gonna be genuine because it's not how i built my collection you know what i mean yeah um aside from that is it depends on what you want your collection to be um like if you're looking to specifically pick up the cards that you used to have like that's that's one thing if you're looking to just build a collection that plays standard that's something completely different and honestly if you're playing anything like modern commander pioneer standard like you're not really playing cards from that area anymore anyway like everything now is printed within the last few years yeah um modern horizons and fire design have definitely changed the the power level of cards so like if you're looking to build up what you used to have a lot of that stuff probably isn't playable anymore which might mean you can pick it up cheap if if you still want it you know what i mean yeah like it's very much a a like if you want just like boxes and boxes of cards Mm -hmm. regardless of their value 
that's one thing. But if you want more high dollar cards. And another thing, like this might sound silly, but like I have twice answered just like someone in like the local community has been like, I'm selling my cards. Mm-hmm. And I've been the first person to reply on Facebook, give me a number and I will yeah. show up at your house. And I bought someone's collection for $500 and ended up with all the Zendikar fetches, Snapcaster mages, and then sold a bunch of stuff running around town to people Mm -hmm. and paid for it and just got boxes and boxes of free stuff. And it was Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff from when they drafted. And then another person, I just got their commons and uncommons from drafts recently for 40, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. And, um, thousands of cards and i bet you i sold a ton of them in the last couple weeks and probably Mm -hmm. have paid for that collection and then some yeah for sure right so like you can just like if someone's like you know what hey i think i'm done or like i'm sick of having all of these cards in this clutter Mm -hmm. right sometimes you can get a like a good deal and then you just have to like sort it yeah now not like oh gosh who is who is the guy we had on that bought like a hundred thousand cards from his LGS. <laughs> yeah, let's, Dom. Yeah, Dom. Let's not go that hard, Dom. Uh, like we we, can, we can't all have a hundred thousand a hundred thousand cards in our house. But yeah, I think my wife would be angry. Yes. She's angry with what I currently have. <laughs> yes, yes. I basically I kind of get the run of the upstairs room, so yeah. I, I I've not been in trouble yet. But yes, I think if I had a hundred thousand cards, she might be like, pump the brakes. time to start moving some of them yeah like you can't possibly sort all of these cards and just like is that is that is that a dare let's go it's a challenge it's a challenge i i think i can i think i can so yeah i think that like i said it's a question of what you want yeah but like the only thing i've come close to reproducing from my old collection from way back in the day was I had a complete set mm-hmm. of visions. So did I. <laughs> and That's super random. I think that I'm only missing Vampiric Tutor. Yeah. From my complete set of visions. And like that's the that's the only thing I was like, you know what, when I was a kid I had a complete set of visions. I'm gonna like try to rebuild that. Mm-hmm. But that's like cool. like you said now it's kind of like it doesn't really matter. Right. Because, like, the only, like, playable Visions card, it's probably Vampiric Tutor. Yeah. I and that's so. banned in most formats. Yes. Right? Like, there's probably another Visions card. I'm trying to, like, run through all of them. City of Solitude. There we go. Mm-hmm. But, like, you you have very few cards from those that era those eras that matter yeah uh well like this person mentioned it was like 15 years ago which would yeah. have been innistrad 2007 yeah yeah it's like innistrad era well, i guess a little bit before that that's yeah like new first i think somewhere in there yeah yeah so. like not a million and, and, years yeah, ago i mean some of that stuff is still good but it's not the the formats are overwhelmed with things that have been reprinted since the world ended. Yeah. And like 
I totally understand, like, me trying to rebuild my, like, Visions collection for no reason other than I had it as a kid, right? And yeah. there are some cards that you're like, man, I loved Mastercore. Mm-hmm. Get you some Mastercores and, like, <laughs> play a bad Mastercore deck and, like, relive, like, the glory days or whatever, right? Like, whatever. Yeah. Or whatever, like, you know, Mirrodin cards, you're like, oh, man, I remember playing this in, like, Draft or whatever, right? Like... You know, as much as we kind of rag on the current state of, like, constructed magic, Mm -hmm. you could, like, just be like, you know what? I'm going to build three decks from, like, the Mirrodin era that, like, I loved. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, when a friend comes over, he'd be like, hey, do you want to play these, like, ridiculous Mirrodin decks? (laughs) And, like, yeah, sure, that'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah, like, cool. Right? Like, you can totally do that, and it's totally fine. Yep. Right, you could be the 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 silent majority, the mythical kitchen table <laughs> player. That's right. Right, and have fun. So, like, you know, it's not about having like piles and piles of cards because, as as many times as we're like, oh, dude, I sold this card for like three hundred dollars after I paid five dollars for it six years ago. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like, I paid five bucks for this card, and the best I'm ever gonna do is three dollars. Or a nickel. Yeah, so I better just... There like, were definitely cards that I sent out in this last order that I made that I paid $5 for that are now a nickel. Sometimes I look at them and go, like, maybe your time will come. I will let you stay a little <laughs> bit longer. Yeah, no. But yeah, there are definitely cards that, like, I took L's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you know, I've, I've got a whole stack of Chamber Centuries. I need Cheerios yeah. and Modern to be good. A whole stack. <laughs> Like, 70. Like, I just need them to be good. Like, there's... Do you remember, oh gosh, the people that, like, had entire 800-count long boxes of Steam Flogger bosses? Yeah. And, like, when, like, Riggers came up in some set or something, they were just yeah, it like, unstable. it's... Yeah, it's time. And, like, the people were, like, like, trying to sell their Steam Flogger bosses after all those years. Yeah. Right? Like... More than likely, you're stuck on with Steam Flogger Boss forever. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's what are your goals and what yeah. do you, and what do you want to get out of having a collection? Yeah. And I guess, uh, like, to sum everything up that I said, um, don't dwell on like what happened mm-hmm. and focus on what you enjoy out of the game now. Yeah. And build your collection towards that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, so, kind of rolls into this next question. Okay, what, what did we uh, what do we love about the game that is missing now? Yeah. How about well, that? <laughs> yeah, I think professional segue people. Professional yeah. segue. They can't they don't teach you this in school. You just have to learn it. That's right. Um so since I have not played Paper Magic in 2 years, a big part of it is the gathering. Yeah. I'd have to like adjust to having my opponent draw the nuts in front of me. <laughs> and not just go like, of course you had it every time, man. Uh, which is what I yell at my iPad. Like, you know, it wouldn't be fair for you if you just didn't have seven answers in your hand. I, right. I, I understand. Uh, I had to just be like, mm, yes, yes, good. So, like, I think the easy one is the gathering. Yeah, I miss the big events. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like LGS stuff to a little bit lesser extent. But I definitely miss our... Uh, bi-monthly trips or yeah we yeah, used, it was roughly bi-monthly we used to go multiple like there was usually 
one event in Atlanta every year. It was usually a GP. Yep. Occasionally there'd be an open. Yep. We'd go to one or two opens in Baltimore mm-hmm. every year. We would go Richmond. Richmond. Uh, usually we went to some opens in Richmond, but we also did some uh, GPs there. Uh, and then Charlotte, before things got weird, North Carolina had yep. multiple events a year. So there was a stretch where, like, you you would go, like, every other month to a thing. And, like, playing the event was fun, but it was also, like, we've talked about, like, just getting to go. Like, I remember when, we, uh, when I took Anthony to his first event, like, I wanted to go play um, uh, Elder Deep Fiend mm-hmm. in Richmond. And it was a god awful rainstorm here. It was pouring, mm-hmm. and just hopped in my car and drove through like the worst rainstorm for like an hour to get out of town and to get to Richmond. Yep. And uh, he will talk fondly about me saying I have effects in your upkeep as I tapped all of my opponent's land, <laughs> and then when I bombed out of that because uh, like. There was a mono blue deck that like played like a medallion or something. It was wild. It was like you know, like the, the end of a format, like just wild things crop up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those situations. And then he watched me play like, like I top sixteen the legacy event, and he was like, "I have no idea what any of your cards do." I was playing Eldrazi, <laughs> and just like repeatedly like made people force chalices on turn ones, and like I I got to him to Tarakum, so that's cool. He's like, I don't know what any of these cards do, but it looks pretty awesome, right? Um, so, like, those kind of things were fun. I think from gameplay, and we've I've brought this up before, uh, the game has changed from resource management yeah. to resource deployment. Yep. And, like, so I feel like that's cut off a number of, like, avenues of play, mm-hmm. right? Like... Realist mid range decks. Yeah. So there's like like the they were never super good, but like the like decks that were just like a ton of discard and like I'll find some garbage way to win. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, fine, but like every card I draw is a two for one. Like you have a handful of thought seizes, I have a handful of two for ones. If I get to resolve any of them, you're behind. Right. Right. So you can just never let me resolve a spell. And it's like, oh, I resolved a spell. Now you're behind. And then it just snowballs from there. So, like, resource denial decks are a lot harder to play. Mm-hmm. Mid-range decks, like you said, right? Like, we've it's super easy to knock a mana off of a card and mm-hmm. make it an aggressive one-drop or an aggressive two-drop. Right? It's way harder to find the, like, right balance for, like, a reasonable four-mana threat. Yeah. Right? So, um... Sometimes they go a little bit higher. They make them five or six mana, but then they're like, oh, we have to like turn the knobs even further. So like you get Elder Gargaroth. Yeah. And like the problem with that stuff is there's no good answer for it. Like mm-hmm. you, you realistically can't print an answer good enough to catch you up after something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, and Amnath comes down and triggers twice and like, there is no answer that's going to let you come back from that. No, it's like, oh, they... They drew a card, gained four life, and oh, this thing costs zero mana. Right. Hmm. 
okay, I guess I'm in trouble. All right, and well, the thing that you can play to catch up after that is like sweepers, right? Which is why control yeah, I mean, decks kind of, kind of, but that's like why control decks are, yeah, as good as they are because the only way to like kind of catch up from your opponent, like four for winning you on two cards, or you know, four for two for winning you on two cards back to back, is all right. I'm going to two for one you with my sweeper. Yeah. Right, and so. It's pushed mid-range out, and then because like, how do you beat control? Well, you either go under it, mm-hmm. or you go way over the top, right? And then like mid-range is there, like okay, I can beat the go under. Mm-hmm. I have problems with control, but a bunch of my cards are two for ones. There's a ho- there's a chance, and then it's like oh, I can never beat the go way over the top thing. Yeah. It's like the not in a million years, right? Like it's the like Tron, right? Or right. like you think about Jundid Modern, right? Jundid Modern had a hard time with Tron because it went way over the top of anything Jund was doing. Yep. Right? And but it did it it had game against control. Like mm-hmm. they were probably sure. like even. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you know, I'm thinking old timey blue white control from, you know, right. when yeah, we used yeah, to yeah. play. Right? And then control had a hard time with like Tron. Mm-hmm. Because Eventually, they ran out of counter spells, and then you would draw to seven drop. Yep. Right, and so like now it's like, well, you just can't do the mid rangey stuff anymore. Yeah. Because we've made the like five, six, seven mana cards so good. Yeah. That you can't you can't do that. So I don't know I think that like the the like slow like kind of like Jund, you've talked about like like you know kind of like like squeezing your opponent right cutting mm-hmm. them off of their angles and like working the game into a spot like you can't do that anymore yeah like my favorite part about that deck was the way it let and kind of forced your opponent to make bad decisions mm-hmm. and like i liked navigating the game to a point to let like my opponent make a mistake mm-hmm. and there's not really any decks that do that anymore it's it's hard it's hard for decks to allow you to leverage small advantages. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you hear people talk about the micro decisions, right? Those really small right. things that you do. And then we've talked about them like when do you play your land? What land mm-hmm. do you play? What does it represent? Right. And I feel like a lot of times now it's like I'm gonna my jam my omnath into your two open mana. Mm-hmm. If it resolves, sick. If it what doesn't, what am I gonna do? Not jam my omnath? Yeah, exactly. Like, like the opportunity cost to not jamming is right. so high, right? You're just like, I have to jam this, right? This four drop is ridiculous. I have to jam, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh well, you didn't have a counter, or oh, you're jund. I'm gonna jam this when you're gonna kill it, <laughs> and you're still gonna be behind. Yeah, doesn't matter, and so. Right, like the decks that like you play small edges are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely gone. And that, I mean, that was my favorite kind of deck. That yeah. was definitely like, my jam. Like the closest thing is like probably like Red Black Sack and Pioneer, but I think yeah. it's dying a slow death as well. And I mean, it's a even though it's the closest, it's still way different. Yeah, it's you're you're it's you're doing a whole lot of small fiddly things. But right. it's a different kind of play style. But like yeah. decks where you get 
small edges where you're like, yeah, one ping matters. Like, oh, I got all my pings on turn two, and that matters on turn nine now, right. because you're at one instead of two, and I can kill you. And sometimes it's just like, no, it doesn't. It I I buried you. So like like your elf guy with a chroma's monument. Yeah. Like it doesn't yep. matter. I I got buried. You buried me. The, the four fine. life didn't matter when you swung for forty. Yes, it's it's fine. Yep. So like those those things like the small edges. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know that like that kind of stuff was always just really rewarding to me. Mm-hmm. It's not like as as we're talking about it, it kind of comes across as like you know you're putting your screws to your opponent or like I mentioned, you know, letting your opponent make a mistake, but that's not. Like, that's not how I ever saw it. It was just, you know, setting up your game plan and, you know, outplaying, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think they're right. still outplaying your opponents, but it's it's different now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's very... Right? It's it's a lot smaller. So it's different ways to outplay your opponent. Mm-hmm. And, like we said, like, it's not about, like, I have three cards in my hand. How can I best utilize these three cards over the course of the next few turns? It's I have three cards right now. I need now. to deploy them in the right order as soon as possible. I need to deploy them in the right order as soon as possible because I'm going to have three more cards next turn. So yeah. I have to maximize how I use my mana each turn. Yeah. And like I think I have problems. I've had problems adjusting that because I still think like. Well, if I hold up my Omnath, I can like play my fetch land next turn and I can get two triggers and that might be better. So I was like, can I like maximize my value here? And sometimes like just play it. You're gonna like maximize your value regardless. Yeah. Alright. Our uh, our last question is kind of two questions in one, and it's also kind of the opposite of the question mm-hmm. that we just answered. So we had two different people ask this question. Um I'm going to read them both because they're both kind of the same thing, just worded a little bit differently. Um, what do we currently enjoy about the game? And the other question is, what gets you excited about Magic lately? Which I think they're kind of the same thing, they're right? Kind they're kind of the same. Questions? They're, they're similar. I think yeah. that like the, the like I don't know, one's like big picture, one's smaller picture. But yeah. um, I think that there um hmm like there's still a lot of the like solving of a puzzle mm-hmm. and there's still the like fun of seeing how cards fit together and work together well um so like that's something i still enjoy is like the deck building and to some degree, the tuning, or at least thinking about, like, what card do I need to accomplish this goal yeah. in the deck? Or, like, what thing am I missing? Or, you know, I need a way to draw cards that doesn't really draw cards. Is it better to play Showdown of the Scalds or Escape to the Wilds? Yeah. Right? They're different, but, like, they kind of do the same thing. So which one's better? Mm-hmm. Right, so those kind of decisions, I think, like, are interesting and matter. Yeah, see, that's interesting because for you, like, that's something that you've always enjoyed about the game. Mm-hmm. That's not how I was going to approach this question. Okay. Um, I was thinking about, like, the current game, and I guess, like, mentally there's a, 
break in my mind where magic now is not the same as what it used to be. So I can't give you the answer of what I enjoyed about what magic used to be because it's not there anymore. Okay. Um, so my answer is all of the things that aren't actually the cards. Um, it's really strange how, and I think like doing this show helped through like the world ending, um, just kind of opening my eyes as to like all of the different parts of the game that aren't actually playing the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've come to enjoy all of that stuff a lot more than I used to. Um, I enjoy making the show. I enjoy talking to my buddy Brian every week. Um, I enjoy, you know, communicating with all you guys and it's like, it's a different way of engaging with the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like some of the new stuff that's happened. Like I think secret layers are super cool. Um, I don't, I know there was a couple of them. I was a little outspoken on, but, and I'd have to go back and see what my initial like gut reaction was to secret layer. I don't actually remember what that was. Um, but I think secret layers are cool. I enjoy most of the, uh, the treatments and, mm. you know, new looks for cards, even though I think they're overdoing it a little bit with 10 different frame treatments in every set plus secret layers. Um, but I enjoy that kind of stuff. Mm. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I think that that is a good point that it's like there is like a break, but like the thing I keep coming back to is like, you know, the puzzle. So like mm -hmm. that's, I think that is my answer is more the, what do you enjoy about the game? Like the big picture. Yeah. And maybe your answer is the, like the, the lately thing. Oh yeah. 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 Right. You see that? Right. Cause well, it's right, kind of interesting how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, it's like, why do I keep coming back to the game? And it's like this aspect, yeah. you know, like the it's the same teaser. reason. Like I, like I enjoy role-playing games and this, you're going to see how this, like I like playing role-playing games and getting my character up to like the max level because mm -hmm. I want to see like, if I can break the game, like, mm -hmm. is there a point where I like, where the game just becomes easy? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, I'm so powerful, like, I everything's easy now. I just kill everyone in one hit. Like, this is great. And, like, to some people, that's not fun, right? Some people like to play Dark Souls and want to suffer the entire time. <laughs> and okay. that's great. Like, if that makes you happy, great. Like, suffer the entire time, right? Yep. But for me, it's like, can I get to a point where my character breaks things? Yep. And, like, on some level, like, deck building and thinking about decks is kind of the same way, like, is there a way that, like, I can build this deck where it breaks things? Mm -hmm. Where, like, hey, like, I'm just winning all the time. And, like, you know, we've all played a deck against someone, and you're like, I made three god-awful plays this game, but the deck is so good it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Like, like oh, I've sequenced that terribly. Like, oh, man, I got that countered when I didn't have to. And then just like, oh, wait, like, they're still dead. Like, okay. You're like, oh, hey, I really, I'm really onto something here. Like, I, I figured stuff out. Like, lately, I mean, you know, selling nickels is pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> You're like, enjoying selling nickels. That, is, that has been the thing that um, has made me, that I spent the most time doing in the last two weeks. Yeah. Is just moving cards. And it's, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm according to TikTok, I, I have ADHD, but I think everyone has ADHD according to TikTok. Uh, sign of the times. Sign of the times. Like, do you feel these ways? Like, don't all people feel these ways? You have ADHD. Do we all have ADHD? Or, uh, but, 
right? Like there's like the like scratching the itch of like, oh, hey, man, I'm decluttering things. Mm-hmm. I'm like getting getting money. I'm getting store credit mainly, but I'm getting money so I can like uh, buy things without feeling like I'm being financially irresponsible. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like this is this is great. Yeah. Uh, like that has just been, you know, a thing that's really got me like excited. And I also yeah. like playing arena for no stakes, yes. which arena is mostly no stakes, but yeah. there's still like when I'm playing the ladder, there's definitely like I lock in a little bit more the pressure and, yeah, and focus a little bit more, but like, uh, I've been a huge fan of like most midweek magics, mm-hmm. right? As long as they play little to no alchemy cards, I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually pretty down, right? Yeah. But like, you can just jam a game and like, oh hey, I missed my third land drop, eh, I'll concede, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, you know, on the ladder, you're like, okay, I've got to figure out how I can squeeze the most possible turns out of, out the of two, my four, <laughs> yeah, out of my multiple four. As opposed yeah. to being like, you know what, I can just move on and let go play a game that's actually going to be a game. Yeah. So like that this... was uh, actually the the other part of my answer was uh, arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really thankful that arena for all its issues that arena exists because yeah. it would have been really difficult to uh, maintain my love for the game if yeah. if arena wasn't around for the last couple like, of years. You can only like buy and sell cards so often if you like actually aren't playing them. Yeah. Right. Then then you could be buying and selling anything. Right. Right. But yeah, like so the like midweek magic, this like uh whatever it's called, what was it Gladiator? Gladiator, yeah. Like that was like those kind of things where it's like, just play. If you lose, like whatever, you got like one step, one more win for the week or whatever, yeah. like that's fine. Um So that has been uh a thing that I have enjoyed lately is yeah. like the almost like the stress-free playing. It, it's funny you bring that up because, well, I told you I really haven't been down to the game store much at all lately. Mm-hmm. I used to go on my lunch break every day, and uh, ever since I was getting over COVID, I, I would come home and take a nap on my lunch break. So I just kind of got out of the habit of going yeah. down there. Well, lately I've been come still been coming home, but I'll like fire up Arena on my lunch break and. Like I'll start a game knowing that I only have five or six minutes before I got to leave to go back to work. When, and, like I have no intention of actually finishing the game. Yeah, you're just like I want to play a little bit. Yeah, I want to. I want to turn some land sideways for five minutes, and yeah, then I'm gonna I'm gonna drop. <laughs> yeah, no like, stakes. It's kind of nice. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, and on some like, and on some level, like playing F and M was like no stakes, but there was still like the like. Well, you still for, wanted your promo. Yeah, but like playing playing for pride, right? Yeah. And selling my stack of foil promos, the like amount of politicking and stuff for like what ended up being ultimately <laughs> a nickel. A nickel. Was just like, why are people so mad? Why did I care so much about these damn nickels? Like my life yeah. could have been slightly better if I would have just been like, you can have this nickel. <laughs> How I'm about going home at- 10 o'clock instead yeah. of 12 30 how about you give me a nickel to, and i'll put it in my piggy bank and i give you this promo like it's yeah. it's it's a fair exchange 
Right? Like, even, like, when they were, like, valuable, it was, like, 25 cents or a dollar, and we were all, like, killing each other for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that uh, Arena, if there was an Arena, I don't think we'd still have a podcast. Probably not. Like, we would have just, like, to say. Uh, we would have just, like, or would have become, like, a cyberpunk podcast. <laughs> for a while there, we were anyway. Yeah, we were anyway, like, accidentally. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Uh, the game still has the things that I enjoy, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there is definitely an enjoyable enjoyment to like, you know, the driving home thinking about like a deck or a card, like, mm-hmm. okay, how could I use this? Or like, what does this deck need? Like that's still enjoyable. Also, it wouldn't be fair if I didn't say my cube. I've like not, <laughs> I've not thought about my cube very much because like, we had the like Baldur's Gate set, yeah, and then basically no sets that offered new cards for like months, right? So there's been no like, ooh, that card is better than this, but like well, that was fun to get excited because that was coming. that was fun to put together. We got two more sets coming between now and the end of the year, so yes, they'll be, and I- I'm sure they will just print strictly better stuff. Yeah. So speaking of two sets coming before the end of the year, we got one more thing before they wrap this show up. Okay. Over the weekend, there was a, I don't know if it was a spoiler or a leak. I guess, it, I think it was an Amazon posting. There was a, that was what for the, sale. what the tweet said in the, uh, yeah, that was in, there was a thing on Amazon for mm-hmm. Dominaria remastered mm-hmm. and it's supposedly releasing in January. Um, I think like there's you. I don't think you had heard of this, right? Because you no. were wondering. No. Um, I think that's the extent of the information that we have. And there's a couple different things people are assuming this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, number one being double feature 2.0, where it's just Dominaria United and Brothers War smashed together. Um, I think that's probably pretty likely. How much lead... I know they cut the lead time and set development down. Mm -hmm. How far down did they cut it? Because... I think it's it's under a year. Because I would think that after the negative response that uh, Inishrod Double Feature got... Yeah. To the point that Morrow even mentioned in his, like, you know, year wrap-up, like yeah, we needed to do a better job and people weren't happy with this and we need to do a better job of communicating what sets are and stuff. Yeah. I would hope that they were like, yeah, we just can't take these two sets and smush them together. Like, no. so, like... I agree that would be a nice hope, but I don't think... I, I think the lead time on sets is, like, complete turnaround from nothing to set is a... It's under a year now. So like so I don't I don't know if they have time for that. Yeah, like I don't know if like they would have been done and planned this. Like I guess when would they have to start printing these new packs? Like yeah. the dom- just because like with how bad double feature bombed. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I could see like as the numbers look awful in February them going like, "Yeah, we can't just run back yep. this same idea. We have to actually like take like three weeks and like build a build a 400 card set 
out of these 600 cards yeah. so people don't like flip out or a 350 yeah. card set out of these two sets and just like go from there well there's another theory okay because this isn't labeled the same way that double feature was okay this is called a remastered set mm -hmm. it's dominaria remastered so the other theory is that it's like time spiral remastered and it's like everything from a certain subset of sets squished together so maybe dominaria remastered is all of Do everything that was on dominaria like odyssey tempest weatherlight dominaria yeah. time spiral i mean like you started alpha yeah yeah antiquities yep. yeah like just everything I think that would be that would be a better product. Oh, for sure. Right? It like, would definitely sell better, especially like especially if they took a cue from Double Feature and came up with like you know, every, the the entire set is old bordered. As I was going to say that that would be what I think it would have to like yeah. The draft environment could be god awful. But they would move boxes if every card was old bordered. Yeah. Right? Like a hundred percent like cards would fly off the shelves if they mm -hmm. were all old bordered. So I think that would be the wise thing financially for them to do. But like I, I just it'd, like it'd be a lot harder to curate though, right? Like how how do you power balance like Iron Star versus uh Karn the what, what was the Karn Karn uh, uh oh gosh Sion of Urza yeah that one like the I mean obviously they're different rarities but like yeah, those yeah. Two things like... I, <laughs> but I think that like if you go back through Magic's history right and you think about all the cards that are like on Dominaria mm -hmm. right you know you have Brainstorm and Swords and Lightning Bolt oh that's true yeah. And you have Mind Twist, Hypnotic Spectre, Dark Ritual. Yeah, like there are definitely cards, uh, like I'm kind of blank, like Vampiric Tutor, right? Mm -hmm. um, like I'm just trying to think of like, you know, Cabal Ritual. There are definitely mm -hmm. cards that can hang. I think Torment was on yeah. in a shroud. Uh, Rashad and Port? No, it wasn't. No, but like, a different plane. Yeah. But like you could like. The entire Urza's block is busted. Yep. Right? Like, there's tons of cards from Urza's block you could put mm -hmm. um, in a in a set and have it be respectable. So, like, yes, I think it would be harder to, like, balance it, but it's not like all the cards from 30 years ago are zeros. Right. Right? There's definitely... Right now, you would have to find a lot more, like... You'd be pulling a lot of tens from the olden times, and a and lot of fours from the new stuff. Maybe, <laughs> or like so you'd be like a lot of tens, and there might be a lot of like I could see a lot of rarity shifts. Yeah, where like hey, this was a rare in like visions, but it's is probably like an uncommon or a common power level yeah. in current set, so we should probably do that, and like that that makes it work so you can get you know, like your nostalgia hit mm -hmm. uh but like you know i mean real talk 
Sarah Angel's been an uncommon for a long time. A long it, time, yeah. It's a common. Definitely. It would be a common in like any of the last like four sets we played. Yeah. Actually, like now that we're talking about it, I think this whole second idea is a lot more plausible than the first mm-hmm. idea. Um, specifically because like we know there's a like a time element involved here, right? Yeah, because the guess. Brothers War happened before like everything. Mm-hmm. So if we're going from Dominaria like way back in time to Brothers War, then uh, I think it's pretty plausible that there's cards from all of Dominaria's history involved. Yeah, because like I don't think if I don't know how many sets are set on Dominaria. A ton of them. A ton. Ice Age. Yeah, Ice Age, like that whole block. Alliances, Cold, Cold Snap, Fallen Empires, Barrage, Visions. But like, if you if you said there will be a minimum of three cards or four cards from every single Dominaria uh, base set. Mm-hmm. It would not be hard to get, you know, 200 cards that would not be, like, laughable. Right. Right? And, you know, maybe you'd have to shy away from, like, the Lemdul's vaults of the world so you don't have to, like... So people aren't just like, who's Lemdul? <laughs> Who is this? Right? But, like... Baron Singir and Old Border. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, people would eat that up. Um, I don't think he's on the reserve list, is he? Well, that was a different plane. Homelands was a different Homelands plane. Homelands a different plane? Yeah. I didn't know we were jumping around in planes back then. Yeah, Homelands was a different plane. Um, Ol- Olgothra, I think. Okay, show off. Um, they should also re-release Chandelar. Like, the, the Dude, place- I played Chandelar on Friday. Oh, Friday night I installed it and was playing it. I got I I should do that cuz like it's Chandelar and it's awesome. It is. Yep. Uh god, I remember playing that game back that there. Like, contract from Blowing Fools all over the place. Yes, Contract from Below and Lightning Bolts. Let's go. Um but like I think you can like make um uh like you could make a set that like spoke to all of Magic's history. mm mm-hmm. Mhm that wouldn't like just be full of cards that were like complete and total embarrassments. Yeah. I mean, and... I think like time spell remaster, I think was a home run. Like, yeah. From what I remember, like that sold like gangbusters and yeah. The, like the boxes are really expensive. Yeah. So like, I, I think what they currently are. Yeah. Like, I think you could do, I would much rather see that. Like, I guess my hierarchy would be the like trip down memory lane everything's old bordered set yeah uh followed by we take the two sets and we make one unique draft environment out of it followed by a distant third we smush them all together yeah i guess i guess distant third is i guess third would be smush them all together but make them all old border oh yeah there you go then just smush them all together and don't change anything or make them black and white. That's that's fourth by like a long, long way. By a mile. By a mile. Yeah. So your 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 eyebrows perked up. How much is a time spiral remaster box? Well, I, it uh it scared me because the first one that popped up was Russian and it was six hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, they're about three hundred bucks. Okay. Which isn't a ton more than they were. Okay. You're like six hundred dollars. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. Like whoo. 
I got a couple of them on the shelf over here. My, my, Six hundred dollars. I might have to move. They might get had to move right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So this time next week we'll have new cards or at least like all the new we'll mechanics. We'll probably have mechanics. Yeah, we'll probably do mechanics next week. I'm which, sure they'll be out. So which will be fun to look at. Yeah. All right. So with that, I think we have a show. We have a show. Um, if you want to get at us, uh, if you want to send us any of your answers to the questions we answered, uh, I'm assuming we have some French press people on the coffee. Um, <laughs> Probably, I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be some hate for my uh, percolator. Yeah. My OG 1960s percolator. Uh, uh, you can get us on social media, Twitter, Discord, all of that. The links are on the description below. If you want to support the show, two ways to do it. First is TCG Player Affiliate Link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Head on over there, buy all your singles. We get a cut of that, and we really appreciate it. It's the easiest way for you guys to support us. Um, the second way is if you think we do a good job and you want to support us directly, uh, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Chip a couple bucks in. You get put on my mailing list when I got cool swag to send out. Uh, you get to listen to our pre-show, and you get our show notes. So... Like I said, chip a couple bucks in and supports us directly. We um, would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. We also have our tournament coming up uh, Saturday, August 27th, 8 p.m. East Coast time. It's Peasant Brawl, uh, mtgmelee.com. You can head over there and sign up. Um, I think you're going to put a link in the description, too. I will put, I put one in last still. week. I'll put one in this yep. week. We will make it happen. Right, perfect. Perfect. You got anything else for this week? Nope. So with that, we will catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.